Please listen carefully. I, can I just also, Morning Glory mo- Milking Farm, my claim to fame, yeah, milking honestly, the they've co- the author has come out with a Midnight Sun version, so it's from the <laughs> guy's perspective, and that's how she sold it. Midnight Sun of Morning mo- Glory Milking Farm, and I'm like, you're a genius. To be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you know exactly but what I'm talking exactly about. exactly what you're talking about. And the thing is, like, I only know this because I fucking go on her website now. Like, I'm a, like, I'm a, like a, like a, like a personal fan. <laughs> Cause you are a fan. What's up, sisters? Welcome to a new episode of Everyone and Their Sister, the Broke and Jobless Podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And, you know, I would say we're back, but we certainly didn't take a break. Everything about this is normal. Just another normal Feels like episode? it was just yesterday. Yeah, yeah, as everyone knows, we release these episodes every Tuesday. We feel like it, so that's what's happening now. Uh, and oh, guys, what have you, what have you been up to since our last episode, which was certainly no more than a week ago? Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. I personally w- was oh. laid off <laughs> for my my job. Uh, oh my god, that's so crazy, Steph. I too was laid off from my job. Matt, <laughs> you know that's really funny i also was laid off who what? thought a coincidence that we would all be laid off and all only find out while we're recording together because this is the only time we speak crazy so what i'm hearing is that our new job is just this podcast is this? and nothing else yeah 100 percent. yeah daily drops let's so go. you know what instead of talking about anything else let's just go directly to why we're here friends and let's talk about Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Because we've been fucking dying to get together to talk about this. And the recording element of it for everyone in our audience right now, incidental. We were going to get together to talk about this no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Now let's just say, this was the light at the end of the tunnel. We all need it. Yes. <laughs> the glorious drop. The drop timing for this? Perfection. 1000%. Perfect. I would not be alive uh, had I not been able to watch all six hours on May, whatever did I watch it on. <laughs> I didn't even watch it as soon as it came out. I was I I didn't even want to watch it. I was like, oh, I don't think I really care. Jokes on me. I do care. That's, I will say I knew yeah. I cared about this so far back when they announced it because I think they actually announced it like before season two yeah. even oh. fully came out or like immediately after it came out or something yeah. like that. But I re- I quite I was very interested in the queen. I think that that actress that plays the older version of the queen does an excellent job at making that character worth like watching so i was excited for this and i am pleasantly surprised at how good it was yeah i would say probably my favorite season season, wow spinoff but i think like it was short and punchy which is why i was like oh this is like yeah this is fun i could i think like so this season is six episodes and the other ones are closer to 10 right if they're not 10 exactly it's eight or 10 I think it's like eight, it's certainly more eight than maybe. Six. And I do think that it was right that this one was shorter because I think it would have dragged mm-hmm. on too long if it had even one more episode. Oh, yeah. Um, and they focused on a lot of people in six episodes because it's telling largely the Queen Starlet story, but you do get a bit of Lady Danbury and also of Violet Bridgerton. And or I can forget what her real name is, <laughs> or I guess her original name. Um Oh. Yeah, exactly. She's Violet Bridgerton. <laughs> Ledger. It's Ledger. It's Ledger. But she's Violet Bridgerton. Um, 
So, like, and the Lady Danbury parts were also, like, incredibly interesting. So, I think it's really impressive that in six episodes they managed to tell a lot. Like, the fact that this spinoff made me want another spinoff for another character is insane. Like, I'm like, oh, like, surely I wouldn't want another spinoff. I'm like, yeah, I want a whole season. I'm very interested. I know that they did Lady Danbury to a certain extent. Like, that obviously is the most important, like, kind of time in her life is her deciding to be who she becomes. Um, and her getting the official lady title and not having to, like, she's not even a lady, like, through her son being a lord. Like, no, it's her title. She owns these things. Like, that is obviously the most important thing. So you don't necessarily, quote unquote, need a season for Lady Danbury. But I would watch a whole six episodes of her just fucking around the ton. Like, she, an episode dedicated to each random lover that she takes. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what we need. Wait, are we going to go spoilers into this? Yeah, yeah we're we going to go spoilers. We can't <laughs> talk about it without. Like, generally shocked that she was sleeping with Violet Bridgerton's father. But I was like, I... how old are you? That's my only question. I was like, I don't know your age because you're friends with the queen who's 17. And you have a billion children. <laughs> and you have so many ch- large children, you said. I think, well, her children are still quite young. And obviously, I think the implication is that she was also an incredibly young bride. Oh, like uh, a child, She's right? clearly yeah. older than both the queen and obviously Violet. But I think it's a handful of years. But it's that kind of thing where, like, five years makes a big difference between 17 and 23, as an example. I was going to say, though. So, yes, we get um, Lady Danbury. But then, so then Violet Bridgerton, in the books, she specifically states, I never wanted to be with anyone else. And they're clearly departing that for for the TV show. Because she's like, now she's horny. She's a horny 40-something-year-old. Her her garden is in bloom. Her garden is in bloom. And I was like, well, it's clear the next season has to be her finding love in the present day while also doing her past uh, romance with Mr. Bridgerton. I'm happy about this departation from the novels. I I know. I'm like, let an old lady find And as I think, I mean, I haven't read the books, but a lot of people have said that the books are not amazing. So I think that it's good to perhaps like do as much difference as possible. (laughs) I mean, this is like the sidetrack of that, but I was like, I get the historical elements. They're trying to do is fiction, but I don't even know if they're doing it very well, being like, I'm, the queen is, where was she from? Yeah, but she has Moorish, like, uh, his ancestry in her somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, again, it's like what they did in season one, I was like, I don't know if you needed to even say that, you could have just, like, made something up. It's so weird. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say, I think it's better, I feel like they did a lot of a little bit of backtracking for what happened in season one they were like well this queen thing solved everything and it was kind of like a oh what does that mean and i think like they did like a lot of setup that made more sense to me i will say i don't think in real life it ever would have been that easy i think they just would have whitewashed the queen if she had some quote-unquote moorish blood i think that moment in the portrait where the dude is painting and the other the queen mother or whatever is like paint her paler i was like i imagine that would happen and then we yeah. forget about the fact that she is i mean that is all. what happened largely right like because she was i i don't know that she like this ever would have been a person identified as like black but the queen was not completely white but then when you look at pictures of her she's like completely pale and the reason that people know Wait, in real life, she was not white? Yeah, because she's based off of a real person. Um, I, I knew that, but I thought she was actually I think white. it's that, I, I think it's that she's not, like, 
she's clearly mixed of some kind but the thing with her portraits is that they have her as very pale but her features themselves are clearly not like a 100 percent like white person that's like native to germany so it's like clear that there was some oh, I didn't like know that. i on. thought there I, was I thought they just did a, like a like a. I thought they just were fictionalizing history. No, I think that's so they, the one part. So that's they not. say it's a combined a fictional fantasy world with moments of authentic royal history. Because I do know Queen Charlotte's children. No one had produced an heir at that point, and that's actual fact. They needed some. Yeah. she was yeah. pushing them, and they needed and an heir from somewhere. The... I did know. Obviously, I knew about Mad King yeah. George. Like that's an obvious. And story. it is also true that like the the couple at the end that's like because and this is like mad spoilers for all the way to the last episode. But that one final couple that's like, hey, we are about to have a daughter. Uh, it worked. Congrats. Is the first Queen Elizabeth or whatever, the one that like reigns on her own for a really long time. Yeah. Um, so like those elements of it are correct. The thing that's all clearly false is the great experiment. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And also just calling it the great experiment, I will say. So that was it's so interesting because I appreciate same with you now. I appreciate what they're doing in this season more than the weird attempt that they did in season one. I think season two probably worked the best where it was again, kind of that like full non-acknowledgement of anything at all. Mm-hmm. Which it, I think it, works. it worked. Like yeah. I think it's it fair worked. to see escapism. But then on the other hand, I think the season was good, but it's so hard. It's like, Oh, you did better. And I want to give you credit for like acknowledging that life would be very difficult. But at the same time, it, kind of feels a little bit weird in this world of like fantastical escapism i think a good example is if you watched hollywood the uh ryan murphy netflix series Mm, that was another similar one where it's attempting to tell the story of like racism in like is it 1940s hollywood 1940s 1950s yeah but the kind of final takeaway is like you know if people had just pushed a little bit harder and white people had just this one random white person had just decided to be a little bit nicer, the whole human course of history would have changed. And it's like, that's not how that works. This that's is a not, yeah. deeply entrenched thing. The likelihood that only Violet Bridgerton's mother is the one fucking woman that's out here being like, no. We should, Terrible. but her husband yeah. and daughter are like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. We love her. Like, that's very unrealistic. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. it opens it up to more complex conversations. But I think, I don't know. It's almost like you did the best that you could have, even if perhaps you maybe shouldn't have done it at all. I don't know. It, it was, I mean, like, I will say it was nice to imagine what things would have been like had the world been like slightly you know what like uh, more forgiving i don't know <laughs> for yeah like forgiving in a way and also like i like if people weren't as yeah. shitty you know what i mean like i like obviously it's systems and the people within those systems and benefit but like i think if we ignored that <laughs> and pretended people were just acting of their own accord i think it was kind of nice to see when all the people were like added to court like i i don't know there was something very like exciting about it and i was like wow this is so hopeful in so many ways and in that way i'm like yeah this is a fantasy still but like it's just i don't know there was something about it that was nice. but i will say that is not why i enjoyed this season a little bit more but it's funny because that storyline only really benefited lady danbury's storyline like that yeah it needed to exist for her storyline to be in the season but like the queen's actual love story with the king 
I would say could have been by itself. You didn't actually need to know what was going on in that okay. way. Okay, also, that moment with King George where he's like, oh, we've done more in this moment than any... <laughs> I was like, okay, white man, saying this from your weird position on we your We went like, mini to a dance. How exciting. Yeah. Together. How exciting yeah. is that? I married you by accident. Like... Sir, when he's like, we've moved for we've moved time forward more. But yet, ironically, ironically, not incorrect. (laughs) In the fantasy fake world, yes, that dance was incredibly valuable. (laughs) And I guess, like, but it's true. You've we've read historical romance novels. People dancing together do mean things. But here's the thing: I was like, this is the king of fucking England saying this. I'm like, you don't think you could change things? He's too busy being a farmer. Okay, he's got priorities. I, especially as like someone mentioned too, this is the same King George that is the king during the American Revolution. So this is the same King George as from the Hamilton musical. And I actually really enjoy that those two versions of this person exist at the same time. Like, imagining this guy being like, you'll be back. Like, his illness? I don't even know what it is. I couldn't compare it to anything. I think it's bipolar, to be honest. There's, like, a bit of, like, manic episodes. There's depressive episodes. I was I was looking online, and it was, like, poison. Like, I think the actual King George. Like, they, like, over time, he was, like, poisoned, so it affected his brain. Like, medicine he was using when he was younger, but, like, go ahead, Christina, no, what was your I, guess? my thought in the show is that it was attempting to show some type of, like, schizophrenia. Because he mm-hmm. clearly, like, mm-hmm. saw things that weren't there, spoke to people that weren't there. That's what I thought the show was portraying. Real life, I, yeah. who's the fucking say? But also, like, I feel like the trauma that he was put through in, quote-unquote, healing him, but actually was just, like, the sadist yeah. doctor working on him... I thought, like, at some point, he definitely had a psychotic break. Like, I, I don't know. But I will say, they treated it quite kindly, and I was very appreciative I, They of it. did a really good job at being, like, love doesn't yeah. solve mental illness. Exactly. And, like, showing the elements of, like, there's a base of something true in what that doctor was saying, but, like, his sadism mixed with just, like, the practices of the Mm -hmm. time create something so much worse. And so showing that like, ultimately that there was not like, there was nothing that was going to make this man quote unquote better. All you can do is essentially be there for him. Like even the fact that like the kindest thing that was done was Queen Charlotte just sort of being like, it's, it's me, it's Venus, you know, like knowing that like all you can kind of do is just accept that this is this person's reality at the moment. I thought that was... And, like, meeting him at his level, like, even, like, when they, like, under the bed, obviously, it was, like, such a nice, like, hiding yeah. from the stars moment. And I was like, this is so sweet. It's, I will say... It, it is so sweet. I know. It was, like, I'm, like, I wasn't, like, fully into their romance that much, to be honest. I just, like, I there wasn't the most interesting romance to me, but I... They fucking made me cry so I thought much. they were... Okay, number one, chemistry was there. They had they the... Had the... Chemistry was there... But I was also like, I don't know that I like the game. I mean, yeah, but that's because he's a king. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I agree that it was instant. Like, I wasn't into how immediate they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot other, about that. It was instant. 
grow like it genuinely grew on me to by the end I quite enjoyed their I thought again it was very cute it felt like surprisingly respectful given the two people that were involved (laughs) um I don't know and I really I think my favorite part something that I thought was genuinely like quite romantic that I kind of liked is when he's talking about her and I can't remember if he's talking to his like his like right hand man that follows him around I can't his valet whatever that guy's name would be um or if he's talking to the doctor but he's explaining the things that he likes about her and some of them are like negatives because he's like she's the most royal person I've ever met and there was something about that whole exchange that I really enjoyed even the way that he describes like it's not like oh she's perfect she's royal it's like no she's demanding and she's obstinate but also she's just like I, there's something special about her. Yeah, I, woman. I really liked that <laughs> moment. I think that he, that actor did a very good job at being in love with her. I, so I was watching a YouTube video, unsurprising to anyone. And I just want to say, so the actress, they were like, what's your favorite adaptation of a book? And she said, Pride and Prejudice. And she specifically mentioned the hand flex wow. of the 2000. Yeah, and and I was like, like yes. girl, same. I mean, they did. Did you see their hand flex between Brimsley and Reynolds? Oh! I lost my fucking Let's get into mind. them, because yeah, they were I, adorable. They were, they were my couple. They were my number one. And the way I fucking bawled. I will say, <laughs> I quite like them as well. I do think... I'm very happy with scraps. And that is one of the reasons that I like them. Because to a certain extent, I did not love Reynolds. <laughs> but I got... And I got... I got a little frustrated sometimes with, like, the whole thing between the two of them. Even though there were some very genuine, like, legitimate things of, like, why he can't tell him what's going on. But also... Yeah. What's... What's... Brimsley? Mm-hmm. Brimsley is, is... Yeah. But then, like, Brimsley also clearly not understanding that, like, yes, you two have to work together, but also this is still the king. And he still has, like... An, uh, like, yeah. he works for him first. You know, this is not the kind of job you have that's, like, a job. Not that any of us would know at this point. <laughs> but... <a> <laughs> This is one of those things that you do, which is like a life's calling. I swear my loyalty to you and to only you. So like, he's also not going to be able to tell you fucking everything either, Brimsley. So sometimes I got very frustrated with them, but they gave me just enough that I was so in love with that. The stupid, I wish they had fucked more, honestly. I think given how much fucking we've gotten in this show, we could have had more of them. The fact that we get a fade away in a bathtub, excuse me, not enough. Uh, but I liked their little like, running away every spare fucking 10 minutes that they could get the fucking the brutalness of that final dance scene like not even knowing like did they make it were they in love until he died like what happened clearly what else (laughs) Uh. i am purposely dancing on his own i think (laughs) it was fragile right now (laughs) it was so sad it was I, whoever is it the same person who directed the mm, other Bridgerton series because see. whoever fucking did these scenes i will say they had good they had a good mirroring continuity thing with the thing the scene under the bed as young yeah. and old and then the fucking dancing scenes i was like whoever did this fucking beautiful i don't think he did heart, so i don't think I he did you. any Bridgerton, but he did do he's a shonda rhymes he did a how to get away with murder he's done okay, okay. That's all I'm seeing. Oh, Princess Protection Program, a Disney original. <laughs> Demi Lovato, Selena I guess I Gomez. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm sure I've watched that. Really... 
I mean, again, he was clearly very effective with those six episodes. Uh, that, yeah. obviously, I get that we probably didn't have a lot of time to get more of those two couples. It's just that, like, this is the first queer couple we've seen in Bridgerton. They've also now established, like... And I guess they established this in season one, too, because I'm remembering now that Benedict walks in on those two guys fucking. Um, but it's also now clearly established that, like, this is not a world where queer romance is suddenly getting accepted. Like, there is no gay, there's yeah. no gay king but to help like, us out why here. why not? At this point, I feel like that was, a myth. There's a little bit of that. A little bit of, like, you could have just decided that in this world, you know, oh, confirmed bachelors, you know, and everybody's just cool with that. Here's what I want. I mean, like, not to go off the rails. Here's what I want. I want, like, a Sense8 situation where we've got a king that has to marry a queen, but she's happy to watch him fuck somebody else. Let's do that. How about, let's go there. I, I mean, I, Loki, marry a king, babe. Let's, like, make it work. Yeah, let's do it. Let's. I'm I love, I love a power couple. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get more powerful than royalty, babes. But I just, like, I hope that that's, so I want some crazy shit mirrored going Bridgerton forward. I might. This is where I'm like hoping like there's more mm. spinoffs where like they're allowed to, I mean, not that they shouldn't be allowed to do crazy shit within Bridgerton. I just feel like it'll take the focus like, away from maybe. It like, could alienate but, people, but like I'm here for fuck it. Fuck that. It's, it's that same shit with like, so Target mm. after doing all that like pride shit this week announced that they're taking out a lot of the pride merch from their stores because homophobes and transphobes complained. And so those situations where it's like, no, the po- if somebody complains, keep it in the store, make it bigger. Like, that's the fucking point. But, like, capitalism, blah, blah, blah. It, the Bridgerton audience wants people to bone. Enable in those any people that just want anyone to bone. If someone's going to complain that it's two dudes or two women boning, that's their problem. Put more in the show. This is dramatically unrelated and perhaps should be cut from the episode. But Spartacus... <laughs> This isn't getting the cut. Guy that, the guy that made that, they've announced that he's going to be making a new show that's a continuation. Essentially, they're bringing back Spartacus, but I don't wow. think they're calling it Spartacus. Because it's set, obviously, in the future. Spartacus dies at the end of the first show. Fucking spoilers. But, like, yeah. he, guess what? Unfortunately, he doesn't make it. History had a lot to say about that. But that show was incredibly good at being like, oh, you walked in thinking you were going to get something super heteronormative and super straight. Let me show you how gay we can make this. There were more dicks in that show (laughs) than any other show I've watched. And let me tell you something. It was good dick, too. It wasn't just like Game of Thrones. Oh, everybody's been complaining that we only show breasts. So we'll give you three random dicks you could give no fucks about. Okay? No. It was high quality main character dick okay and that like that man knows how to write a queer romance knows how to write a straight romance that man loves wife guys he makes them the romances in spartacus are great so i can't fucking wait to watch this whatever continuation he's gonna do i imagine it's probably gonna because they said it's gonna like follow some of the people from the original show it's probably gonna be caesar and shit like that it's gonna be gay city central, okay? And that is what I want from something like Bridgerton too. Make bring people in with the straightness and then tell them, no, look at this dick. You know what's really exciting about that? Because like looking back at shows from like the twenty tens and shit like that, I don't know if you've noticed, but the obviously like the quality of like the thing on your TVs now is not as good. Now he's making something more modern. So mm. now you get to see that high quality dick in HD four K peen. Every single vein. Every single vein visible to your eye. 
I can't wait. I will watch it HD. I'll buy a bigger TV. But at the same time, I want him to keep this... 75 At the same stick. time, I want him to keep the original graphics quality from the first one because it's so bad it's like part of what makes it charming but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about bridgerton i just want to make sure it's clear that in my ideal world bridgerton has as much nudity as the most naked star show that well, was ever I created in this world the amount of sex going on in the queen charlotte is the most out of any season yet i mean they have it's to true they had to make a baby oh can we just side note the children number one okay. not not a hottie in, a, in I... the room what you're telling me those two did not make one beautiful child? First of all, where did those kids come from? They did not come from those two people. <laughs> the, the scene where the, she's looking in on all her kids and they're all just layabouts. And the one goes, mommy. And I was like, I cannot. This show's in like it was just like the weirdest scene I'd ever seen. It was like I and then the the daughters talking about the fucking miniatures in the dollhouse. Be like, look at his bedspread, and I was like, am I? I also okay. I also was like, how old is each one of these children? I could not fucking place it. Well, if she's having kids since she was seventeen. I, so the, like, and that gotta make sense. The first one clearly like is in his forties. Oh, <laughs> but everyone else, there were some where I was like, "Are you supposed to be?" It's also wild to me that those daughters wouldn't have been married. I would have assumed that was like again yeah. eighteen years old. Let's go. But obviously, this is a different world. But I, I was, I could not place the age. I struggled constantly to be like, which one of you were related? <laughs> and they're all related. That fa- talk about a blended family. None of those kids looked alike. They're like genetics. <laughs> But honestly, honestly, there was a moment where I was like, oh, I can understand why some of these kids aren't married, but have like a shit ton of children. 13 kids? I wouldn't want to pay attention to what they're fucking... I'd be like, I'm tired after the first two. Make the first two married, whatever. Don't Not even surprising rest. that all those dudes... She was like, what was it? They have 50 bachelor oh, children? yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50... So here's a question that I did not look into. Maybe you guys can illuminate what actually was going on. The person who died, was that her daughter-in-law? Who died? Yes. Okay. So no, re- no relation. Yeah. She's like, I don't give a shit. Basically. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of a Source shit she would have given Source if it was her actual daughter as oh, well. <laughs> Probably the most accurate line is when Brimsley is like, "What? Like, why are you surprised that they don't like you that much? Like, they love you. You're their mother. But babe, yeah. you're a queen first. <laughs> yeah. I think something. And I, there's definitely not room to have shown it in this case. But presumably, she clearly took a lot of the ruling. Oh, on. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she would have had to, at least until her own kid ends up taking it on. And it sounds like that happens when he's, like, 20, 30. So it's, like, clearly, you were you were fundamentally the ruler of this country for a very long time. So, like, yeah, I get it. You're busy. But the sorrows and prayers thing did always make me laugh. Because that's how I help people who are grieving as well. Same, because I am emotionally... What's the word? I can't do it. <laughs> Um, Blackheart. Mm, no, I just, I'm just i awkward. I'm like, I can't, I can't help you with this. I can make, maybe make a joke, but like that's not the time. Can we talk about how the actor playing King George does not look like he could... Someone said... Sports. Did you see the thing where it's like, that man, that man's face has, has told me that he's think, worn basketball shorts? <laughs> I think I'm the one that sent that. Okay, because yeah. the moment I saw it, I was like, fully agree. Even his haircut felt wrong. Yeah. The whole time I was like, he's speaking the words right, 
but his face and uh, maybe this is why i wanted to punch him so bad i was like i just want to punch that the portrait sitting like man spreading sitting like i was like you're sitting like you're in fucking high school like although to be fair to that the whole point was he never sat for that portrait at all ever (laughs) that was a painter's choice But I went, I was like, I think I was Googling the original, like, portrait that would have been that portrait. And it was not even, not even close. <laughs> like, not even the positioning was correct. You know, that's how you, they gotta give you the reminders that this is not the real world. Yeah. Also, the actor's name is Corey Milkfreeze. But also, Corey is such a modern name. The, like, he, like absolutely. He looks like a That Corey. man grew up with a cell phone. Like, you can just feel it. What kind of face do we all have? Yeah. Modern faces? Maybe not. I don't know. We need to do the AI thing. Remember, <laughs> there was a time where you could put your... F- for oh, free. Yeah. I want to say I did not pay for this. You put your face in an AI thing and it will put you in, like, time periods. It gave you all those, like, offshoot paintings. Which now I use for my story graph. Yeah. <laughs> they did a very good job of making me love the queen immediately. Her whole thing... I actually... I, I can't imagine a single world where I would enjoy the fact that she goes to get married and the woman is like, we actually, we want to give you like a simple gown. It's more fitting with like the image of this. It shouldn't be something elaborate. And she's like, um, excuse me, I have a designer dress with beads, like special beads yeah. and silk and shit like that. And then she wears that instead. And I'm on her fucking side because I was like, <laughs> yes, bitch, be elaborate. The amount of money that woman wasted for a whole country, excessive, extreme. Yeah. And yet... You look beautiful. Go for it. <laughs> I, the whole time I was like, you know, like, you know, like the queen's personality is very like, kind of like stiff and whatever. But I was like, oh, that's just her royal personality. Seeing her as her younger self, I'm like, oh, she's like quite unusual as a person, which I found like very entertaining. Cause I was like, oh, like with Lady Danbury, she, you really see that she doesn't really see things outside of her immediate like interest. And I was like, that's so interesting to have this kind of character. And I was just like, I find this like, I don't know. It was, I found it very entertaining. I was like, this is- it was, yeah, it was openly very impressive. I think for me to be charmed by yeah. someone whose main personality trait is that they're selfish. Like, that's what yeah. it is. And, like, they couldn't... I, yeah. I enjoyed it. They couldn't change like, okay. that. Like, that's who she is. And, the, again, the actress that is that plays the older queen does a very good job mm-hmm. at being kind of hateful, but you still really enjoy watching her. <laughs> but then this did such an even better job at making it be like, oh, I also... I love you now for real reasons and not just because I think you're fun to watch. Like, it's, again, so impressive... This is how you kind of make an unlikable character likable, but they're not someone that's like committed yeah. war crimes. Oh, I'm just gonna be like, this is like a good prequel. I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh no, this is a prequel show, kind yeah. of, right? The best it's, one. The I've only seen. reason, yeah, yeah, the only reason it's not part of the main series because it could have been. There's no reason technically it wouldn't be part of the main series because okay, Violet's in there, <laughs> but it. it it had to be in the past, so it had to be a separate season, and it worked quite well. Which is why I do think if they do Violet, it probably makes more sense for it to just be a B storyline in someone else's season. Yeah. And if they're going to do a prequel se- or or sorry, no, I remember now. I had the, I think I messaged this to Steph. I could see them doing a prequel season that cuts... This is what this season did and cuts in between her falling in love with her husband, but also then her finding romance and sex with someone in like the modern time. And like that could work. Yeah, 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 never mind. Ignore me. 
maybe maybe that's maybe that's what they were like going for when they were like we're introducing and i want to see more of those younger actors too they did a very good job like practicality like practical wise it's like it takes so long to shoot bridgerton (laughs) you can cut in a six episode season in between the wait times because like what when when's penelope's listen i got a lot i I don't know if i supposed to be this year Oh, okay. correct? Or are they filming right now? Yeah. I know they finished filming. Then I think it's supposed to be, I think it's, yeah, because initially the lineup for Bridgerton pre-COVID was Christmas releases. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was so, March. I mean, right? Yeah, it was March for the second one, I think. Yeah. So then we have May for this year. So it, like, it, either be early next year or late this year. Yeah. Question. I hope it's late this year. Who is your least favorite character from this show? Queen from Charlotte? From the Queen Charlotte show? Yeah. I mean, Lady Danbury's husband. Yeah, that's who I was God. thinking of, too. I was like, why is this objective? She's so horrible. Every time every time she did something she so, fantastic. She did something. She was so nice <sighs> to him throughout the whole thing. And I was like, I like on the one hand, like the way she's being is so fucking sweet. And like, obviously off to the side, she's like, I fucking hate this man. But like, I was like, didn't she say like she was a queen in her own country or something like and I was like, yeah, more of that. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's what the, I want a whole season of Lady Denbury from start to finish. Like I it's a, it's a shame and not that she was put in this season because I do genuinely believe her stuff was the most interesting out of everyone's. Again, it's the most complex in terms of where you fit it into how Bridgerton society like works. But at the end of the day, it was so fucking interesting for so many different reasons. And like, even though it's so fucking wild that she slept with Violet's dad, (laughs) Dad. who is definitely like, no matter what is certainly old enough to be her father, I would have to imagine based on the timing. He seemed like like a nice man, you know? But he was a nice dude. And I was genuinely happy for her. Like, again, this was this thing of that show, like making unlikable people likable in this situation, I can't yeah. imagine a world I would have been as happy for her as I was in this particular one. I was glad she got to bone someone that was just nice and supported her and like at, publicly as well, like wanted good things for her and saw how special she was. And I also was kind of fine with the fact that that ended and it didn't turn into a romance for her. And like having her have that moment where yeah. she tells the the other guy, the king, like, I'm never going to marry again. Like, I love that for her. But she gets, <laughs> like, she has, the world is her oyster. She can do whoever she wants. True. Exactly. And also, like, there was a moment where I was like, okay, if she was princess of Sierra Leone, why was she made to marry this man? When she's like, when she was like, oh, I was literally made yeah. to be married she was three. to this man. And I was like, I, I. I'm like I don't understand. Like, what about this man is special? He didn't. Have but I think a title he had a lot of money. Him. Like, he he had a lot of money, and then he he threw it away. Essentially, it also sounds yeah. like he also misrepresented himself too. Yeah. But I guess it could presumably make sense if, like, I mean, again, assuming it the hierarchy. Like, what advantage? Assuming the hierarchy also works. If she's not even close to being the eldest child, she's going to get married off to some random person so i could kind of like i think you could write a season and write the scenario where it's about making inroads in other countries and it's about her having that money Mm. and like them being in england and them establishing themselves in europe 
and not within Sierra Leone. Like, that doesn't seem too far-fetched. Like, there are princesses that also would have married people that had money but shitty titles. So I think it's probably some kind Also, to be fair, maybe he has a title from some other country but does not have one in England. Like, maybe we don't know Duke anything in- about him yeah. except for the fact that he's shit. <laughs> he's a waste... R.I.P. The moment that he like, I mean, I hated him the whole time, but the parts that graded the most were always when she did something amazing and mm. he took the credit for it, even if it was like in his own head and just between the two of them. I initially, I initially thought he was joking. Like I thought he was like trying to make a joke. And then when, when I was like, oh wait, no, he was serious there. I was like, oh my God, I hate this man so much. I thought they were going to have like a funny little relationship. But I, I genuinely thought she somehow had killed him because they make (laughs) such a point that she always takes baths immediately after he has sex with her because certainly she's doing nothing. Like she is just there for that situation. Um, And it like, it makes sense. Like without anything else, it makes sense that she would immediately want to wash this old fucking man off of her. But there was something about that, the constant baths and the way that she reacts when he does finally die. And the fact that he died while they were having sex that like, there's something about the way that she's talking to her sort of like, I don't, I never have a better word for this other than handmade, but I like, there's got to, yeah, her just straight up her maid. Well, but I think they just knew that. Because he's so old. It makes sense. But there was something for a moment there where I was like, she says like, it's finally happened. And and something about like, you never have to repair a bath again. And again, I recognize that what she was saying is like, I'm never going to have to sleep with him again. He's dead. But there was a small part of me that was like, did you poison him with your vagina? Like I had a moment where I forgot I was watching Bridgerton. And I thought that somehow she was like coating her body with a poison that killed him. And that's why she had to bathe immediately afterwards. Oh so she God. could wash it off. Because it was like. Her reaction was so gleeful, but at the same time, of course it was. He's the fucking worst. <laughs> okay, but how cute were her and the maid together? I think they were a very like fun little relationship, and I really liked her son when she's telling oh, yeah. him that like we're from no. a tribe of warriors. You're my son. Ugh. This la- this season in particular had so many more of just those tiny moments where I was like, oh, I love this. Well, I was like, maybe they'll yeah. swap. Uh, down the line, I was like, a Bridgerton should end up with him. Like, her children aren't in the new season at all. And I was like, just come in, pop in. You know what? I'm down for that. Make them relatives for real. Yeah, I'm down for it too. This I will say too. I don't know. That's not the right (laughs) I know that the next season is Colin and... And Penelope. And Penelope. So they're completely going over Benedict. Which I will accept if Benedict has a bisexual storyline. Okay. Maybe in my head, I'm like, you, because they, so they're bringing it, we're going in deep. They're bringing in Francesca Bridgerton. They like recast her because the other girl had another obligation and they aged her up. So I'm like, oh, you're getting ready for her storyline. So like, maybe they're going to include her, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Benedict. And oh, okay, yeah. I was Penelope sure about- all at the same time. I think they probably want because I think they want to milk. You want to milk this cash cow for as long as possible, which I do think means keeping the main Bridgertons single until their season happens. Wow! I also think that's. I think they need to in the next season make us have some sort of like um, emotional connection to the other Bridgertons because they were like. That's the thing too. You also need time, literally, for those kids to grow up because the youngest ones are preteens. Well, knowing. 
Yeah, so I, knowing book number five, I assume they're keeping the same storyline. They're going to seed in Francesca in this season because technically they've been building up Penelope and Colin since season one. Yeah. And so, I do get why they would need to do that sooner, especially because Penn has that big secret. You can't keep that going. And the longer that they don't have a relationship, the more people will hate Colin. And again, he... I, I, I'm not excited about him. I I didn't anyway. care about them at all initially, but I liked in season two when he supported the boxer guy because you thought at first that he wasn't and then it turned mm-hmm. out to be a fake out. And he was like, no, I immediately believed you, but I needed to make this guy think that he, I believed him so I could out that he was a fraud. The like Lord Featherington or whoever. A fake um, and a phony. That made me like Colin for the first time. And I think they're very, like, since the moment they did it, they've clearly been ramping up to show that Colin never actually said there's no world in which he would marry Penelope or he would court her because he thinks she's ugly. It's clearly because, like, he thinks too highly of her. Like, that's absolutely what they're going to do. Yeah, so I don't mind that relationship it's just the thing that i care more about is that benedict needs to be at least a little bit gay (laughs) so if you give me a season of benedict being a little bit gay but then he gets a season where whatever he's with whatever woman that he ends up with you think fine but you cannot tell me that that artist who hangs out where he hangs out is exclusively sleeping with women i'll be so fucking annoyed you know he's 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 probably gonna drop out of art school because uh his bro paid for his way and then he's going to be doing a little self-reflection and going back to <laughs> the crazy parties. And, like, I expect a makeout, it, bare minimum, a makeout somewhere with a man. They gave, they, gave, they gave us Queen Charlotte. They gave us two men fucking already. Mm. I think that was their little test. They were like, does this do well? Yeah, it did. It fucking did. Everybody so start throwing out there. Asses, just, okay? it, it, and it also would work out so well. Like, with the way the show worked, because in season one, you get Anthony having the relationship with the singer, mm. who he's not going to end up with. But you just, you see a little bit of that backstory, and you get to know a little bit more about him. And then in season two, you know, we see a little bit more of Colin. He has his whole storyline about this uh, getting over the stuff with the woman that was pregnant from season one and you know, he does the thing with the boxer. So like Colin starts to come into his own a little bit. So again, Benedict in Colin season should get gayer. (laughs) That is a bisexual man. And I will not accept any other version of events. Well, we know he's bisexual. No, we know it's not. No, we don't. The only thing (laughs) we think here's the thing, Nat, you and me know it because we're queer. (laughs) <laughs> so we know in our hearts that that is a bisexual man. The only thing that actually happens that is remotely queer. I'm sorry. No, he's he never kisses a man. Kiss no, a yeah, he sees the artist guy that is like, I think he sees like a mentor. He walks in on him with another man and he's they like, have cool. a conversation afterwards. Yeah, where like that man is like, oh, yes, I'm married to this woman, but she's gay and I'm also gay. So we live the life that we have to outside in my head, in my head, I was like, Benedict 100% fucked that man up. No, you know because, why? Because you read an erotic romance or something that had that exact. <laughs> no, I'll <laughs> tell you why. why. Because he should have. That's I mean, why. also that. Because even in my mind, I always forget that he didn't do anything gay at that party. He sleeps with two women at that party. He has the straightest encounter. That is Insane. Like I know what, and he also has kind of a weird reaction. No, he he kind of has like a weird reaction where like 
I don't know. It's clear that they're trying to suggest that, like, Benedict is not going to be someone that's, like, upset about this. It's not going to turn this man in. But he clearly thinks differently of him now. And you kind of see that it, like, takes a little bit of the shine off of the relationship. Like, he barely interacts with that man after that completely even when he's at the school that that man like told him to go to so like there's clearly something that they take out there but like i know we know that benedict is a bisexual Listen, man. i'm straight i also it. know <laughs> we can feel because you can feel it. sometimes you can just tell when a character is meant to be queer whether it's because he was written as queer and someone said no take it out or because an actor decided that he should be queer or just because someone accidentally wrote a queer person and didn't realize it which has happened in the past it's the perfect opportunity it's right there just like uh, just give it to me Whatever. Again, if you're really committed to keeping with the relationships that are in the books, just have him be bi. Give him a season where he fucks around with a dude and they have a great time, but it's not meant to be. And then he can go be in love with whoever his, you know, whatever woman that he... Uh, that's what I expect this season, okay? I expect that's that. That's what I'm hoping for. And that's what makes me, again, perfectly fine that we're going to go follow Colin and Pen- Penelope. And I think also Pen. another reason I'm going to be okay with Colin and Penn is because I think that they intentionally or not did a great job at making Penelope seem like kind of a shitty person. So there is something to be said about like, it's not like, I don't want to say it's not that Penn deserves better. Penn deserves someone that sees her as like a sexual woman and is like, she's got her glow her. up coming. She's got, her but at glow the up same coming. time, she is also a little bit of a bitch. So it's like, I don't need to think I need to stand here and be like, mm, Colin's not good enough for you. <laughs> I do know. I am really, ex- I do hope that in a Colin Penelope season, we really see Penn dig into her mom. I well, want to see to distance herself away. Yeah. I, but I want to see, yeah. I want to see an angry, justifiably like violent penelope fucking come into her own and call out her mom for being such a horrible fucking woman because that is the part of she horrible that I think is the best yes i would argue she's not yes. that horrible she's trying to protect yes. her daughters and have money and make sure they're able to live she's trying to protect she's trying to protect herself and like i don't know maybe the like the two they show exactly that's what it is she's trying to protect those two daughters because they do show in the second season that the lord featherington the like distant cousin Mm. gives her an out he gives her an out but that out does not extend to her children he's like i can Mm -hmm. only give you an out Mm -hmm. to you and she eventually turns him away because excuse me not without my kids but I also agree that a little bit is like, but I will not be beholden to you either. Like, I think she's also protecting herself. Yeah. I think if you watch it again, I, you, I, it surprises to me that you wouldn't think she's horrible. The way she talks to those no. children yeah, is she's horrible. horrible. And she raised dicks. Like, I love Penelope. She has a kind heart, but she's also a bitch. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm one of, it's interesting yeah. because you have like Violet as a mother and then you have, uh, what is her name? Do we know? Miss Featherington? Lady Featherington. I'm like, sure someone's Lady called Fe- her by her so, name. So, like, I would hope that's explored. And be like, yeah, you clearly. Well, it's interesting, right? Because her daughter's going to end up with the Bridgerton, which is what she's wanted this whole time. And the least the least likely daughter. Whatever. So that's, like, a big. Whatever. We're getting I into actually, it. We'll get into it. That's the thing <laughs> that I. It's, it's honestly, it's giving a little bit of, like. I, that's kind of the thing that I'm a little bit looking forward to is this element of, like everything that lady featherington has ever wanted really amounts to yes her children 
being married, if not to the Bridgerton, then to literally a prince. Like, those are the two options. And Penelope is going to be the one to do it, the person she's been the worst to. Like, just to see Penelope find a signature color that's not yellow. And, like, I want... Have you seen the photo (laughs) of her No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm so... I'm sure it's stunning. It's beautiful. Oh, we'll we'll post it it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, send it to me. Um, I can't wait for that. And I, I almost love the idea of her being like her going to her mother and being like, yes, I am going to marry Colin. I never want to speak to you again for the rest of my life. And if you tell people that we're related, I'll act like we're not like, even though everyone knows, like, I just want, I want Penelope to have a great big fire of a moment. And she has one sister that's not mean, just stupid. Mm-hmm. And I hope things work out for her. They're both kind of dumb. <laughs> they're both dumb. They're but both. again, it's very One's much married. Cinderella, where one of them's an asshole, I think. Well, I guess we'll see. Bridgerton season three, where are, where are you at? More queer storylines. More. I'm very interested to see where things go. I, The thing I think I'm going to miss the most in the Call It and Pen season that obviously both this like preseason had and season two especially had was other cultures mm. I mean, not really cultures because really you don't get to see anybody else's culture but at least you get to like talk about that particular moment in time but like one of the best parts of season two was when kate and edwina are like doing the henna before her wedding and like the bangles and the holly or the holly i can't remember how it's uh, said but like those are some of the best parts and we're going to get a very white season. <laughs> so, like, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Anywho. Guys, we're back. We're back. <laughs> better than ever. <laughs> Mentally, better than, ever. than ever. But we're we back are, better than um, ever. Steph, oh. Steph, we... Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. We've been dropping episodes since day one. Never stopped. Never taken a single break in our lives. Uh, when will we be back? The same time we're always back. What day is that? You figure it out. You know? You know. We don't. We'll see what happens. Could be a Tuesday. Could be... Uh, who, uh, who knows? <laughs> we like to keep we you on your toes. Cer- we are certainly surviving. We're not thriving. We're surviving, no, not thriving. We are surviving, specifically. Yeah. Only surviving. And as long as we yeah. survive, at some point, a podcast episode will get recorded because I pay 20 American dollars a month <laughs> for that to be the case. And I have been. And the reason I've been doing it nonstop is because we've never stopped recording. So it's all fine. <laughs> But on that note, that's our Queen Charlotte, I mean, hardly a review, but we did say that we liked it. 10, 10 out of 10. Go watch stars, it. Whatever. I hope you've watched it. But it, this is I don't think you, that, like, many people have. I've been also, asking around. Also, if you haven't, you really, that's it. surprising to me. Yeah. I would, I jumped on this so fast and I'm really glad that I did. I I will say I was delayed, but I think I knew I had to be in a specific mood because I was like, this is going to be an emotional one. I did wait for the reviews to come in. And I saw a lot of people crying. I'm like, ooh, I think this is it for me. Yeah. Yeah. The TikToks are oh, fucking for crazy sure. about this show. TikTok is like, this is the best show ever. And I'm like, excellent. That's all I need to hear. 11 yeah. Farmer Georges out of 10. I waited Georges. a week, but that week was because I had planned to watch it on Mother's Day with my mom. I was mm. like, oh, this will be easy. She'll like this. Uh, and then we didn't end up watching it. So I just watched it on my own anyway. But otherwise, I would have watched it sooner probably. Thanks so much for listening. That's our Queen Charlotte review. Hit us up next time. And I forget how we say bye in these. Do we just say bye? Bye. Bye. Bye.
for the song please listen carefully <laughs> there's a reason that we met i was i saw something on uh like instagram the other day that was like this is how whatever this is how every female relationship starts or something like that and it was just someone sitting there being like you know the first time we met i thought you were a bitch and i really and i actually i quite like that but it made me think of steph because we always tell her that the first time we saw her we thought she was basic and then we found out that she's so weird and unhinged and so we ended up liking her we love an unhinged gal. The, the best thing about Zeph is the fact that you sneak up on people. So it's like very accurate. I still don't know how to take yeah. that. <laughs> I'm going to take it as a compliment. It you is. Should, it's a it very is. much a compliment. <laughs>